Welcome to the Time Variance Authority. I'm Miss Minutes, and it's my job to catch you up before you stand trial for your crimes. So let's not waste another minute. Settle in, sharpen your pencils, and check this out. Welcome back to Disney Marvels for week of July 18th, 2021. This is episode 147. Disney Marvels, the show about Disney, Marvel, Lucasfilm, Muppets, Pixar, 20th Century, the parks, and much, much more. If it has to do with Disney, it's fair game. I'm your host, Matthew Graken. So, like Isaac and said, we wanted to hear from you about Black Widow. What did everyone think? put the poll out there obviously about Black Widow and the results are interesting but I'll, I'll and I'll read them to you I put it out there on Twitter and on Facebook the options were obviously what did you think about Marvel Studios Black Widow movie and it was either enjoyable amazing it was it was missing something and I didn't like it at all all well 50% of you between the two from uh, Facebook and from Twitter 50% said it was amazing 33% said it was enjoyable so not far off but it was pretty close nobody says it was missing something but 17% said they didn't like it at all so he kind of ran the gambit there almost. Um, so a majority of the people liked it. And like I said, good for them. And a lot of people, I'm, I'm glad. I'm really glad people were digging the Black Widow. And I do plan on going back and watching it again someday myself. A fair amount thought it was just enjoyable. So again, that's not a bad thing. But they're not saying it's amazing. Yeah, a little bit of a step down. It, you know, it it wasn't quite up to par, but it was good enough. It was good enough. And then there's some people who just don't like it. And I've seen the conversations on a number of of social groups out there that people are either they're loving it or they they just feel not complete about it. Maybe that's the best way of putting it. And uh, yeah, so the discussions are quite interesting. And but like I said, I, when I was talking to Isaac, most studios would love to have this as their movie—a movie that makes two hundred and fifteen million dollars post-COVID in its opening weekend. Most studios would be begging for that because no stu no movie has done that since uh, Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker. There's something to think about. One other quick note of housekeeping. I said last. I said on Saturday that uh, we will be doing another live podcast this Saturday. I misspoke. Not this Saturday. In two weeks, so not this Saturday. The following Saturday, uh, we will be having it. It will be the thirtieth. Will be our next live episode, which will be about food and wine. Not uh, this Saturday, the twenty-fourth. There will be no live episode this Saturday. Got got some stuff to do with the family. So it just there's uh, too many conflicts, but we'll be back on the 30th. And on that bombshell, 
We'll be back after these words from our friends and sponsors. Hey guys, Ralph for All Universe here. Are you into uh, nerdy things like Pokemon, Marvel, and Disney? You've come to the right spot. We have videos, we have games, we have contests. We just do all sorts of fun. Whether it's going live during the week or posting about an article about a new movie coming out. We do everything we can to keep you in the know and have some fun. Oh, and we have swag too. So come on. We're everywhere social media can be found and we want you to become part of our family. Stay nerdy. And now, on with the show. Amongst many things that Marvel has done recently is just finishing up and wrapping up the Loki series. And as we are now confirmed, as though many people suspected and rumored and supposedly dropped by a few celebrity names, season two will be here shortly. And just like a good follow-up to a season, I had to bring Matt Leonard back on. Hello! What? But I can't because the show was just so intense and so wonderful to me. I had to bring in another guest. Some say she is the better looking Leonard. <laughs> and wow. that I'm the one who said that musical so timing is only second nature to her Norse mythology. And when at a restaurant's fair, she knows which tent to go in to find the time portal. She's also Siobhan Leonard. Yes. How you doing? Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for having us. Yeah. We're just short in Leonard now that's been on the show that's not been on the show. <laughs> I think we'll wait on the six. Yeah, you're, you're gonna want you're gonna want a while before you get Ben. Unless your Padawan isn't quite ready yet. Unless, unless we start talking unless you want to start talking about how to train your dragon, in oh. which case he's your guy. Strangely enough, Disney does have the rights to one of those three movies. What? Really? We'll talk about you and I will talk about that later. <laughs> I, I don't know how that works, but okay. Fox released that's the second funny. one. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we should talk about Loki. Yes. Yes, we should. So on a whole, what what did you guys think? Now we know what your expectations, Matt, coming in. I mean, maybe Siobhan, let's get your expectations first before we get your <laughs> definitive thoughts. Well, whenever I go to consume media, I always kind of go very blank slate, and I go in to enjoy it. I want to get exactly the story that the storytellers are telling me. So I. I try not to go in with any previous knowledge and everything and i'm always predisposed to like things and i did i liked it extremely much and i'm so very excited to see where they're going you're not like your husband no uh I... we, we complement each other uh but do not match in this exact way <laughs> he looks bitter is this the part where i talk yes you're allowed to talk now what was the question <laughs> Well, we we know kind of what your expectations were going in. Um, I had I had very I had very mixed expectations going. Right. In. I had we very mixed expectations going. Yeah. Um. And I was and I was very pleasantly surprised. I thought it was very um. 
I, I thought it was like nothing else I had seen before, and that was really good. Nice. Right. Whereas I felt, I, I don't know, I kind of felt like I had seen Winter Soldier and Falcon, but done slightly better. Uh, WandaVision, I knew they were kind of, they were kind of going for this kind of, you know, um, Bewitched and Dick Van Dyke and whatever else there, and Mal, uh, not yeah, Malcolm in the Middle and these other things that they were sort of drawing on. Mm-hmm. Which was fun, but not. But it also kind of. But but Loki was really and truly just. You never knew what to expect with it. That you you were always kind of off kilter, and I mean, and and some of the fun of the Loki character, you know, he he is the god of chaos. So you kind of never know what to expect with Loki. Even when you know what to expect with Loki, you don't know what to expect with Loki. So even so, when you got to the show, it was it was that same kind of. Even when you knew what to expect with the character, you didn't know what to expect from the character, and and I thought that that worked really well. And I think there were also there were also less episodes of this than there were of the other two, right? This was only six. This was six. Falcon Winter Soldier was six. WandaVision was eight. Eight. Yeah. Because that was done in half hour blocks, so that right. one ran a total of five and three quarters hours or something like that. Uh, where. To- so. Yeah. Whereas I yeah, felt Falcon. Like, see, Falcon Winter Soldier seemed so much longer to me. <laughs> yeah, no, that that was our blocks and that ran that really dragged, steps. huh? Wow. But it 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 felt new, it felt fresh, and it it always felt like something different. Um, you always got to the end and went, "Wow, I didn't see that coming." Um, and one of the things that really caught me, maybe. Might have been in the first episode. Maybe it was the second episode in. Um, there was a moment where I was just sort of looking at the art direction on it, and I thought, "This looks Kirby-esque. This looks like a very Jack. This looks like a Jack Kirby panel." And that really—that's the first time since the original Spider-Man movies, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies, where I really looked at the film itself and thought. This looks like it's out of the comics. This looks like it's what it's supposed to look like. So I was I was very happy with that. Uh, just to make a correction, there was nine episodes for Wandavision. Okay. But yeah, they um they really paid attention to a lot of details on this. Yeah, uh, and I think because not so much Wandavision, but Falcon and the Winter Soldier, they really tried to base it in reality and then pull the the superhero esque characters in through that. Um, all are like so um winter soldier mm-hmm. um they that that's more of the vibe they seem to have gone with that you know base grounded in the reality and then build the the fantastic on top of that right this <laughs> forget the reality we, we, we just went straight you know straight fancy and um you know just kind of whatever we they pleased any completely not based on anything marvel had written Right. Yeah, that too. That caught me. Where the other ones kind of took some uh, influences from different other yeah. other aspects. Yeah. This was completely original. And I mean, they Loki, obviously, the character, you know, is from the comic books. TVA is in the comics. So there there is elements from it, but there's no basis that they they followed along. Uh, otherwise and and i think it worked out fantastically 
Um, I liked, you know, that not only did they just play with the the backgrounds and the the storyline and the arcs, even the camera work. Oh, it was yeah, lovely. Because yeah, there was points wherever you're watching, especially when they wanted things to be off kilter and askew, the camera would spin 360 as things were right. happening and just kind of you know kind of throw you off your your visual senses, which you know. It, translates very well you know and and they, they didn't overuse it they use it like two or three times but when there, they did it was very effective in the last episode where they did that and i became hyper aware of it and i thought this was kind of a or maybe it was i remember it was the last episode or the second to last episode where the camera flipped upside down and i became the last hyper. episode i thought that was a bit much but i also thought and you said this to me as we were um as we were settling into the first episode or the, the last episode and start the, the Marvel studios thing came up and it layered all the lines from the movies over everything. Very chaotically. <laughs> and I, and yeah. I turned to Siobhan and said, well, I think that's a bit much that that was sensory overload. And she looked at me and said, I think that was the idea. And then yes. it, it sort of imploded on its own. Oh, this is this isn't just Marvel marketing. This is actually a director directing part this, of the storytelling. This is an intentional thing. This is a choice. And and it, it is something that I absolutely hated for a second. I, it <laughs> immediately won me over when I realized what they were doing. Oh, oh, that was that was brilliant. <laughs> yeah, Kate Heron uh I think did a fantastic job directing. Um, in, in coming with this vision and, and putting it across. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not as familiar with all for other work, which I'm not going to mention the names of everything because we do try to keep it a family friendly yeah, show. Friendly. Oh, should I do research? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll find out but, later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we do. We, I'm going to tell you, can I tell you something that, that surprised me? And I, I think it'll surprise you when I say this. Owen Wilson didn't didn't bother me. I liked him in this. I actually liked him in this, and I don't usually like Owen Wilson in things. He, I find him sort of, um, I thought about after, after you and I talked last month about this, we were talking about Owen Wilson, and I kind of said, eh. Um, I was thinking about, I, I kind of feel he, he's almost sort of like, the other end of the spectrum from Nicolas Cage, where Nicolas Cage has its, is, is this very low sort of Nicolas, you know, he sort of drags through every morning, through every movie. Hmm. I feel like Owen Wilson is constantly trying to push every movie to make it better, to be in that scene. And that, that kind of personality that Owen Wilson has. And he sort of dropped that way back and brought it down and, and was still kind of, Owen Wilson, he he gave this sort of Owen Wilson esque performance without ever becoming Owen Wilson. Yeah, you know if that, if that makes any sense at all. And I and I I actually really enjoyed his character. He was he kind of almost almost sort of he, he brought the same. I thought he brought the same energy to it that Clark Gregg brought to Avengers originally. That I, I could see of, that. That same kind of nerdy office guy. It's not calm. really. 
calm and controlled. Calm yeah. and controlled, but also sort of loose and fun at the same time. There's he's he has the most fun when he's in control of the situation. You, you know he's gonna have good stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you go out drinking with him, it's right. Oh, yeah. I, 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 he, he sort of filled that sort of Coulson-shaped hole for me. That mm-hmm. you know. That that kind of a character, just a, a really fun, interesting character. That yeah, I want to see what they do next with him. Um, yeah, we can go I, back to episode one thirty seven for people to uh, hear firsthand about talking about our expectations going into it, and your kind of leery expectation for for Owen Wilson. And <laughs> very, I, he plays a great car. He you does were, a really good. You were car. very kind in how you just phrased that, and that's why you're my best friend. <laughs> But it, no, I I thought I enjoyed his character, and I I loved how him and Loki played off each other because yeah. you had the the like you said the the Loki the the lower energy of Owen Wilson kind of his, his more subtle method, but then you had Tom um, Tom Hiddleston's hmm. more eccentric character, right? Just you know, it's that uh, odd couple, and even Wilson said himself, it's like like forty eight hours, Goodwill hunting, that that kind of. If he had, weird chemistry. yeah, if he had gone the full Owen Wilson, it would have been way too much because he would have overpowered everything that Tom Hiddleston was doing. And Tom mm-hmm. Hiddleston is a very broad performer. He's a very, he's a very Tom Hiddleston is very theatrical performer he has an incredible stage presence and i think that's one of the reasons why the loki character works so well in the marvel movies is is what that that presence that he has to it i i really enjoy i want to see him in some other stuff because i really enjoy him as an actor i like what he does i i i highly suggest the night manager i've heard good things about that that. i've heard good things about that he he, he does it go ahead he does a fantastic job. I mean, you're talking about an actor that went to Hall H during San Diego Comic-Con <laughs> in full garb and tells the audience, say my name. <laughs> and just everyone ate it up. It's like, uh, he just completely controlled the character, controlled the thousands of people in front of him. You know, just doing this skit. And you, you one, you could tell he's loving it. Yeah. And two, the audience loves it even more. And it just was this incredible moment. And uh, I think I used that sound clip for the Loki episode one review I did shortly after that. It's, um, uh, yeah, he, he does a fantastic job. I really enjoy him on screen. Were you the one who told me this, or maybe I read this somewhere, that he, going into the series, um realized that he needed to get sort of the cast and crew on board and he ended up giving like Loki lectures. (laughs) He hosted like a whole lecture to, to cast and crew so that everybody kind of got a sense of who the character was. It it was one of those things that like, it started out with the director and a couple of writers and a couple of, you know, a couple of key cast members and at some point, the the director and producers kind of went, everybody really needs to hear this. And so they arranged, like, a lecture. <laughs> they got everybody to they arranged, Loki like, a 101. Hall. Loki 101. And everyone he, go to, uh, to, to Classroom Hill. 34B. 
I think that's funny because I think that's one of those things that kind of. I did not say this, but I know Owen Wilson, who's not familiar with comics whatsoever, had Tom Hiddleston explain the character of Loki and everything he's been through. Right. And I think that I think it started with that and it sort of spiraled like once they really not he was not the only person who needed that information. There were others who needed that, you know, the, the girl playing Sylvie needed that information that, you know, some of the other characters needed that information or some of the other players needed that some of the writers needed more and so it became this thing it was like a huge lecture that he gave and i think that you know in a sort of weird sick way fed his performance a little bit that you know like i am loki and all will to to have that power and command not that i think he's any kind of egomaniac but but he enjoys playing but the he egomaniac. The egomaniac. yeah and so it, it sort of he you know he sort of in my, I, I'm sure he sort of, you know, <laughs> I think the wall between Loki and Tom Hiddleston was very thin <laughs> at that moment. It started dissolving a little bit, oh, it's kind of like those portals that just kind of open up. And you could just walk right through the other one. The, um, it, it's so weird to think that, you know, and here's a great what if for you. He was, he wanted to be Thor. Gosh, no, no. And did, did, no, he auditioned for Thor. Right. I know. It, I I have faith that he actually would have been brilliant at it, but it would have been such a loss. He, he does so much. I think better as Lo, he he yeah. is on, just on both so sides. Well with- Chris Hemsworth has the body of a god. I'm not afraid. <laughs> of no, I mean, and especially he, in Endgame. And Hemsworth is also is also a good like is so he's one of those Marvel actors who has just become so Thor, you know, just like Tom Hiddleston is so Loki, Robert Downey Jr. is so Tony Stark, um, you know, Chris Hemsworth just is Thor. Like, nobody else could play it the way that he plays it. Um, and, And bring that kind of humor to it the way that he does, um, you know. So I can't imagine... (laughs) <laughs> I can't imagine Tom Hiddleston as low, as uh, as Thor. God. <sighs> yeah, it's 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 kind of that w- weird essence of you know you know finding out. Well, they actually wanted so and so to play this role, and then well, for whatever reason, you get a different actor in that, and then to go think back that okay, it wasn't. How could you cast anybody other than that? And that that's happened so many times throughout film and history. Yeah. Um, and you know, thankfully, in this case, we're not there. Uh, uh, this is going to kill me because I'm just trying to do this quickly. And it's not going to happen. <laughs> uh, I was trying to make a 1980s Hulk reference when you were saying about anyone else playing Thor but I don't remember the actor's <laughs> name who played Thor in Hulk. But no, it's um, also one of those things. It's, it's, I know, like, it's one of those things. Um, there's a, a, a there's a great documentary on, on Star Wars, and they have some of the tests, the, the tests, uh, the, the, the actor tests, the screen tests for the actors, and you watch them, and they're really, really good actors you know, auditioning for Han Solo and auditioning for Princess Leia and auditioning for Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. 
And you have, yeah, I'm trying to think, like, who, um, like, Kurt Russell reading for Han, for Han Solo, and Kurt Russell's a very good actor. He's an excellent actor. And you're watching him going, no, that's not, <laughs> that's not Han Solo. And then you have Cindy Williams, who's a great actress, reading for Princess Leia, and like, no, yeah. that's not Princess Leia. And then you watch Harrison Ford do it, and there's just something so different about the way that Harrison Ford just doesn't care. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, I, it, I need to fit my paint is drying. I need to finish. Right. <laughs> hey, hey, just, I'm getting. I'm not getting paid by the hour here. Doesn't uh, Jorge? Hey, what's your name? <laughs> and it's it's just you watch it. You're like that's Han. That's Han. You know, there's a grace to to Princess Leia that Terry Fisher brings that's just mm-hmm. none of the actors, other actresses have it. They're all very fine actresses, but you watch Carrie Fisher do it, and you're like, yeah, that's who Leia is. And I think that's kind of this thing, like, you know, you watch Chris Hemsworth be Thor, or you watch Tom Hiddleston be Loki, and yeah, that's who Thor is, that's who Loki is. That's like, Loki, um... Comics, Loki in the comics is kind of goofy <laughs> when you look at him, and and Tom Hiddleston plays a character who's really relatable. You 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 yeah. care about him. Yeah. So you give him a lot of credit for that. And the writing is a part of that too. Well, true. It's a it's a combination of the writing, directing, and the 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 acting and performance. Yeah. <laughs> I was actually was I wanted to bring up one um an almost casting as well. I mean, we all think Tim Allen as Buzz Lightyear, and we can't imagine anyone else. Oh, who else was up for it? They called Billy Crystal first. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> like that's... Oh. So yeah. And he said, nah, I got to pass on this Sorry, one. that was Nathan Lane. I don't know why I was... <laughs> Sorry. Where did he come from? I don't, do, I don't do Billy Crystal. I can do Nathan Lane. I don't do a Billy Crystal. I met Nathan uh, Lane. What's that? I met Nathan Lane. You told me that. Yeah. You didn't tell me that. Yeah. Good old Joe Lane. Um, um, but yeah, he. Um, so we yeah, talk about Loki. Yeah, but I, I was getting, I was coming back around to that. That we're mentioning it, it's, you know, it's the writing, it's the character. Actually, in the Simpson um, uh, spoof that they just uh, put out on on Disney Plus, there's a there's a really funny clip at the end where they they're mocking this uh, the courtroom scene at the beginning of Loki, mm-hmm. and you know she's like. You're guilty for this and that and causing mischief and running around with greasy hair. Just wash your hair already. Oh, <laughs> he'd had a long and, day. <laughs> and, and coming up with uh, extra scenes, at the, making people wait to extra credits uh, scenes during <laughs> the credits that make absolutely no sense, but they're trying to make sense of it. They just completely riff into it, oh. which sells the whole the whole short otherwise. Um, but no, I actually I give a lot of credit also to the original director of Thor, um, Kenneth Branagh. Yeah, who I think is a fantastic actor and even just as good of a director. And how he composed that movie and built the relationship of Thor and Loki in that, and you really focus the movie in on um, the relationship and those characters to so everyone got to know these characters to, to get us to this point that yeah. You know, we could just do Loki and have so much caring about the bad guy, you know, yeah. and, you know, empathy towards a bad guy. And it, it's hard to explain. I was trying to do this during the live show 
about we have to remember that we can't take Loki from the last point we saw him in the movies because you know he he dies you know we're you know in Loki's future this is Loki of Avengers past so all the stuff of his mother dying his father dying uh, Asgard getting destroyed and him finally redeeming himself trying to do good and killing Thanos never happened I don't know how they got around that but yeah and it was if um my number one moment from Loki was that scene where Owen Wilson sat him down in the office and played out the movie of the highlights of his life. Mm-hmm. Right. And just trying to think how anyone else would react to here's what the rest of your life is going to be. And it's not good. And, you know, Loki, Loki kind of doesn't accept it at first. Nice. Yeah. Loki doesn't accept it at first, but then you see him later in that episode come back into the office and rewatch it, realizing this is all real. It was hard to watch. I felt bad. Yeah. <laughs> I guess he was a horrible person, but. <laughs> but just, again, Tom Hilson just pulls that off so well mm-hmm. that you kind of see the pain and the, the gears turning of, you know, the transformation. Because we had to transform before, but it took several movies. Mm-hmm. And now you got to go through that <laughs> yeah. in ten minutes. You know, it's actually that's actually really that's an interesting point that you brought up is that you kind of you, you what you just said you you can't take Loki from the last point or the, the point where we last saw him, and yet at the same time you kind of need to get him to that point faster. So that's a really crucial scene, yeah. I mean, and it's and it's sort of brilliant on the part of the the writers to put that in there so that you can get Loki up to being to the point where he is a hero. He's not the villain anymore. He is a hero. And yet you now have an interesting story because he's, he kind of goes through those, that emotional range and yet he's still the bad guy. And you have that duality through the next three or four episodes. Yeah. Just going to look out for himself. Or is he going to look out for... And then you you pair him with Sylvie, you know, who you also can't tell how much can you trust her. I don't know. I, I, for some reason, I always trust her less than I trusted him. <laughs> but Yeah, I think that was kind of the idea. Yeah. Yeah. But should we... Should we let's, I what? guess, let's talk about Sylvie and then let's talk about the, the kind of the, the weird relationship that developed <laughs> i was about to ask you about that if we were going to touch on that <laughs> yeah let's let's we'll touch on to the narcissism part but uh <laughs> he found someone to love himself himself <laughs> he got in touch with his feminine side <laughs> literally he started making out with his hey, feminine hey, side. hey hey gender, is... gender was marked fluid he's all good yeah <laughs> this is a family show just you know we won't ask about the alligator Oh, alligator Loki. Can we get one? <laughs> I have a feel we're going to see alligator Loki again, I'm sure. Oh, I hope so. Even if they never planned on it, we're going to. Yeah. It's fan outcry. <laughs> they, they brought Thor, Throg in as well. Uh, yeah, that was fun. But no, we still have yet to truly see Beta Ray Bill. I'm okay with that. 
I'm okay with the little one-off. <laughs> the alligator Loki is all I need in that weird world. Yep. But Sylvie, so, Sylvie. Sylvie, I, I thought she did a fantastic job. Um, the actress Sophia D. Martino, who had just given birth shortly before the shooting began. That's determination. Yep. They they actually had to rig her costume to help with uh, the new motherly responsibilities. Which was excellent. I love how, you know, be flexible. Mother's yeah. in the place. <laughs> no, I thought she was absolutely fabulous at it. And I like that she had, she was definitely a Loki, but a completely, her Unique. energy was so differently focused that she did completely evolve differently. But still. And <laughs> again, along with the writing, as you learn more about her character and especially the backstory of how she ended up or why she's doing what she's doing. And I, I kind of say this with Thanos. The best type of villains are the ones that you go, I may not agree, but I understand. Right. Yes. Yeah. And but you I definitely understood her point and where she's coming from. My daughter and I were talking about that recently. That the best villains are the ones that have a point. Even if they're totally wrong about how they go about it. I mean, that's true. Even if you go back to even if you go back to the original Thor movie, Loki has a point. Even if he's a little extreme in what he does, you know, dude, yeah. your dad dad lied to me. I'm still totally team Loki the entire movie of Thor. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> he was king at the time. They should have obeyed him. But that's a different topic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Bow to me. They should have. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I forgot um, what I was saying again. But no, about about Sylvie. Yeah, uh, you, you got her point of you know why she was trying to do what she was doing because she was robbed of her childhood. Right. And correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think we ever found out why. Yeah. No, you're right. They what never really address. Was. Yeah. They just show her playing with a bunch of. I yeah. You know, as far as I saw it, it was just that she existed. Pretty much. Um, but they waited a long time in that case. I've, I've got a... got a theory. It's such a good... Theory? Yeah, I'll, we'll come back to it another time. <laughs> yeah, you, you kind of got my gears turning because I, I was going to say something, too, that, that could play out in either season two or one of the other movies. I mean, we don't know when we will see her again. There's two possible movies that will touch into this. Possibly three. Um, but will any of the characters that we saw in Loki... Uh, no Way Home, I may or may not. Um, Doctor Strange 2, Multiverse of Madness, absolutely will. And then uh, Ant-Man the Wasp, um, the Quantum Realm yeah. movie. Quantumania. We'll supposedly go into the multiverse stuff. And that's supposedly where... Uh, Kang the Conqueror is going to be fully introduced. That's what I heard. We just saw kind of Kang lights, Kang family friendly. The the no. better option, the better of the evils, the lesser of the the 157 evils. <laughs> well, that's what makes it so interesting because you know Sylvie decided to go for free choice over everyone else's kind of happiness, but it's like, did she have a point? It's yeah. Well, in uh, this is where I was just saying, thinking that could that have been the, you know, not necessarily the Nexus event, but for the events to happen 
properly for one of the other Kangs. He wanted it. <laughs> exactly. Because I, um, uh, Renslayer supposedly has a connection with uh, Kang the Conqueror in the comic books. Uh, you know, how that plays out in, right. in here, that's a whole other story. Because that's another character that we kept on getting glimpses into, but we never got her full or more of her story. Right. I totally bought her as a as a principal, though. So <laughs> she, like, she, she did have that kind of. Come on. Especially the suits. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But I loved seeing her relationship with Mobius, just like seeing Mobius's relationship with Loki, and then being able to see the relationship with uh, with Renslayer. It was nice to be able to see different facets of the same people. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I like the relationship that how they played it up with Owen Wilson's character, Morbius mm. and Renslayer, how the, the two of them really just seem to play off each other well. And then you see the deconstruction of that relationship. And I noticed whenever Morbius handed her the pen from her school, mm-hmm. she didn't question it. She didn't seem surprised by it. She She looked yeah. at it and it was like, I'm caught. At least that's the impression I got off of it. I agree. <laughs> so again, this is a character that <clears throat> so as you say she's looking for freedom of choice or she's looking for the better good. I don't think she's playing that side. You know, I think this is a character that seems to know more of what's going on than she's letting on. What's on. Same thing, whatever the uh the timekeepers. I guess they were the three robots when they one gets decapitated and the other two start going haywire because they saw a decapitated robot. Um, again, she wasn't surprised by that. Right. She was more annoyed that uh, <laughs> you they found out. My robot. How dare. Talk about mystery science theater moments where, you know, the, <laughs> they're watching robot ruckus or whatever it is. And the robots are getting destroyed and the uh, the bots are getting all sick and distraught by it. How can they do this? <clears throat> so she's another interesting character that we're not done seeing. I, I just, I'm annoyed that now we're going to have to wait at least a year, if not two years. Uh, yeah. To see how this pays off. But I'm I'm actually very curious to see how they're going to tie because there is this sort of multiverse of madness that they've set up. They've sort of set up the multiverse in a certain way with WandaVision. They've set up the multiverse in a certain way with uh, Loki. Hmm. Uh, rumors are that Spider-Man is going to have something to do with the multiverse. Uh, Doctor Strange, it's in the name of the movie. <laughs> Oh, cool. but it has nothing to do with it. It has nothing to do with it. But so I'm kind of curious, like how they're going to tie that together. And I, I, I do run this concern for Marvel. Um, the problem that I think their comic books have kind of run into lately, where something key happens in the Avengers, but pays off in Fantastic Four. Yeah. And if you're not paying attention to one. You know, can I, can I, will I be able to go and see Doctor Strange and, and the, you know, multiverse of madness 
if I haven't watched WandaVision, can I go and enjoy, you know, if I haven't mm-hmm. watched, or, or for that matter, the same token, if I watch uh, WandaVision and Loki, but I don't feel like going to see, do, do I have to go see Doctor Strange to see this all play out? You know, mm-hmm. how, how, I think there's going to be a certain point where that interconnectivity is going to, it's going to bounce back and hurt them a little bit. Um, it's possible. It hasn't yet, but they yes. haven't gone to this extent either. But something I was thinking of, I heard someone else mention this, that they've now created a new stepping off point. So you can start with Loki, let's say, uh, and, and for what we know, at least going forward, potentially, you can start with just watch Loki. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily watch any of the other films that have come before it, and kind of have a, a understanding of what's going to be coming for you know what's coming after this. Yeah, you know if you have not seen First Avenger, that's okay. You don't need to see the that. One, now. The one with Uma Thurman and Sean Connery and Ralph Fiennes. Yes. Okay. Yes. I've seen it. It's totally fine if you haven't seen it. <laughs> it's totally fine if you haven't seen Ralph Fiennes. We we encourage you not to see it. <laughs> so yeah, um, so you know, or the some, you know, Iron Man two. He's listening to this, going, wait, wait, wait. There's another Avengers movie. Movie? Wait, what? Yes, we we you covered say, this. You saying Sean Connery played Captain America? <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, I do this all day. I know. I discussed this with somebody at some point in one one of our. The episodes, and don't ask me which one it is because I can't think of it offhand. Probably me. <laughs> well, it's either you or Isaac, obviously. If it, if it was... didn't have anything to do with anything, it was probably with me. <laughs> What's the show about? Nothing. Nothing. Well, something's gonna happen. No, nothing. No, no. Uh, but you were you were about to make a point. So we we now have a kind of relatively new stepping off point. You know, does it help to have some? Back knowledge, yes. And you could always go back and watch things to plug in. You could, you know, watch the first two Thor movies, first three Thor movies, and you're kind of okay. It probably leads you into trying to watch more. Mm-hmm. But even just if you only watch the first Thor movie. I like the first Thor movie. The first Thor movie was brilliant. Again, like I said, one of my favorite directors, Ken Verano, doing a fantastic job with that. One of my fa- well, we've talked about that. Do we just want uh, to cancel this show and just uh, just play a best of the two of us? Because it'll cover <laughs> it covers a lot of what we're saying. More Loki. Yeah, I'm. This is now what episode one hundred and forty-seven. One hundred forty-six. Good for you. One hundred forty-seven. 147 over three plus years. Uh, yeah, we we've covered a lot of ground on this show. <laughs> we should talk about Loki. Yeah, and um, uh, but as I say, you 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 can just watch the first Thor, mm-hmm. and watch Loki, and you're you don't need to necessarily watch everything else to understand what's going on. You're kind of relatively caught up. Granted, this is coming from someone that's seen everything that's come before it. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, the fact that Loki is 
bitter and jaded and hey, why are you guys coming after me even though I was doing something bad? Yeah. <laughs> well, I was only trying to control the world. <laughs> but then, so we actually got pinged on the wrong thing. All he did was pick something up, and that's what he gets in trouble for. Right. Destroy New York? It's all good. For, for being an opportunist. Yeah. Oh, well, here's an escape, easy escape for me. Ends up in Mongolia. But then gets in trouble. Lokiest thing to do? Opportunist? Yeah. <laughs> I think it worked perfectly. Uh, oh, another great scene. The gems. <laughs> oh, these paperweights. <laughs> you have the infinity. How many of these? No, they're all over the place. They're literal across the. I like the really office worker character. He was fun. Just kind of like thrown, but kind of like, what are you? What? That office character is fabulous. So, did you? Did either of you have a favorite episode in all of this? Because I actually have a favorite. I'll ponder while you. I don't. You're gonna crib my answer. I told I'm gonna cheat off you. So take. I'll take notes. Right, radar. You got it, Matt. I, I, you, you want me to go, or you want to go? Do you know you go? Do you have a favorite episode in all of this? Oh. Sorry, I th- I threw a monkey wrench at you guys with a with an out of left field question. Well, I gave you my out of field question because it's become a kind of a standard on these uh, ahead of time. Hope you 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 told Javon about it. No, I didn't. Was I supposed? Okay, to? perfect. <laughs> okay. Oh, thanks, boys. Hey. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go episode. Oh, whispering. Okay. Okay. Got okay. it. Got it. Okay. Got it. Okay. I'm gonna I go episode five, Journey into Mystery. I, I think I know what yours. What? Which one is that? I was the talking the last one, wherever they they go into the end of time, and you run into all the Lokis, and you have. Oh, um, okay. Party was fun. Yeah. So you get the, the Loki party, you get the alligator Loki eating another Loki's arm, <laughs> uh, the whole battle where Tom Hiddleston's just kind of dancing his way around and no one notices him while they're beating each other up. That was fun. You know, I gotta, again. <laughs> you, you just reminded me of something. Um, Morbius in a pizza bu- truck. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen all the, have you seen all the memes that are, that are, um, you see, like, Owen Wilson and, and Sylvie in the car, and she's like, this is a really nice car! And then you see it, and it's Lightning McQueen. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, I haven't seen that one. There's, a, there's like, a whole... I've seen, like, three or four of them, and it's... it's there's a whole bunch of them that, that it's uh, uh, it's Mobius and, and Sylvie, and they're driving Lightning McQueen instead of the, the pizza truck. <laughs> nice. Um, no, I haven't seen that one. Um, I've seen the one with Owen Wilson on a jet ski. And then supposedly oh, there's one of supposed to end. That that, that I, I, I that's the one thing I'm upset about this show. No jet ski. I, I wanted a post credit scene of Owen Wilson on a jet on ski. A jet dang it! I think we gotta get. We have six more episodes. Gotta get it. I'm I'm <laughs> sure you're gonna see Owen Wilson on a jet ski at some point. You better. Um, but you actually just reminded me of something because that uh, that episode featured a couple of the clips that were like in the trailer. The low the loki for president pin and all that and i think based on if you go back and you sort of watch the trailer there's a certain expectation and i think what this film what this series did really great was absolutely none of those expectations were met and i mean that in a very good way absolutely absolutely nothing played out the way nothing on this series played out the way i thought it was i actually turned to her maybe two episodes in and I went and I said to her, the variant is Mobius. 
I was I was like, I'll bet I'll bet you that's what but I'll bet you Mobius is actually the bad guy in all this. That was fully what I expected. And no, that wasn't. Actually, I was I never saw female. You're right, he was a variant. Well, I was right that he was a variant, but I thought he was I thought he was the bad guy. I thought he was ultimately the bad guy at the end of this. Which would have been a great I never in a million years would have would have seen female Loki coming. Never would have seen that. That's the way and you I, liked it. And, never see her coming. Yeah, and I thought that was and and I give I give Marvel a lot of credit for being able to keep that character under wraps and not tip their hand on that. That really was a that really was a shock moment, um, which I think was one of the reasons that I liked this show so much. Mm -hmm. They, I mean, obviously the IMDb had her on there, but they just list her as variant, and even Marvel okay. and. This isn't the first time they've done this to us as fans. Um, and I'm okay with it. Where they told us originally the premise of the show was something completely different. Because originally the series was uh, touted to everybody. The series originally was going to be Loki popping up through different parts of human history. And influencing different events. True. Technically. <laughs> <laughs> and that's kind of one way of looking at it <laughs> but not how most people from a certain point of view yeah um because even what was this this was when they were announcing i think phase three that one of the movies had a completely and i think it was thor had mm. a completely different subtitle and it wasn't until things the uh, the movies and the, everything started going to production. Th things started coming out that, oh, wait, no, it's not going to be this. It is this. Uh-huh. So they've kind of given us some misleads before. I like that. I, I like going in and not having it all done already. Like, yeah, right. oh, I know where this is going. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think, you know, again, credit to Marvel for doing that. It's not abuse. It is... It is protect, you know, protecting everybody from themselves and building up incorrect expectations, mm -hmm. which I think going into different things sometimes affects the outcome and people not happy with how things play out. Um, the one thing I'm not happy about is only making 3,500 3, specialty uh, Loki Charms cereal boxes. They're what now? Loki Charms. What? You didn't hear about the Loki charms? No. I'm sorry. Should Where I bought, are my Loki charms? Uh, should I have bought those at the grocery store? What? I saw those and I I didn't think you drank. Matthew I, K. Leonard. You, <laughs> oh, no. The full name with the initial. I know. Uh, I didn't think you'd eat at Lucky Charms. They're always after me, Lucky Charms. What are you I'm sorry. About? If I see them again, I will pick some, some Loki. Yeah, you want to go to the grocery store? I'm radar. I gotta cut this short. I gotta go to the grocery store. Apparently, <laughs> if, you want, to... if you just want to end this and put on a best of us thing, go right ahead. Just good replay, luck trying to find those. Replay, replay. Uh, just replay the top five uh, Marvel movies and a little bit of our discussion uh, from yeah, a few weeks radar ago. And I have a lot to talk about now. And uh, <laughs> and maybe throw in the Great Muppet Caper discussion just for uh, so just so people are like just to make it sound like we're like we've wandered conversations as we tend to do. And I'll, I'll save you the trouble. You you can buy one on eBay for two hundred dollars. Wow. Ah! Holy cow. That's a lot of money for cereal. 
it's so th- that that's the highest one. <laughs> All right, it's a, a part it's a of something. a it's a part of a well balanced and very expensive breakfast. Someone's being generous and selling it for five bucks. Yeah, oh, good. That's a magnet. That's a magnet. Oh yeah, that's, that's just the <laughs> magnet that came with it. You're right. See, but I he will not be see, sold but, for so but little. But the thing is, I'd want the magnet more than I'd want the cereal. The magnet I can put on my refrigerator and it'll entertain me. The cereal I'll eat. Oh, or I'll be or I'll be afraid to eat because like, well, maybe I could use this cereal to put my kid through college. <laughs> am I eating my co- am I eating my kid's college education right now? Mmm, tastes like learning. <laughs> Taste of knowledge. So I have a so I have a favorite episode. What yeah. is your favorite episode? I liked the one where uh they were the the first time where they were about to kiss. I thought there was a lot of nice character stuff between the two of them. I thought that was a very good episode. Was that the one on the the planet on the train? After no. the one after that. The, the one, one after, after, one after that. that. I thought was a, that was my favorite episode. See, I liked the one directly before it most, the one on the train. The one on the train. Because you're starting to see them, and you get to hear a nice song, and and there's a good balance of action, and just kind of their desperate push to try and do something that changes history so that they would be noticed. I love their push for the, whatever the escape vehicle was. Yeah, the the rocket ship, yes. And just the, the desolation of just, like, it didn't work, and the different reactions between the two of them. So, yeah. I think that was my fave. See, to me, that one was kind of a very Doctor Who-esque episode, especially that moment where we're, well, the ship never left the planet. Why not? Here comes the meteorite through the ship. Oh. I've never seen Doctor Who. So. You know, but I've oh. never seen Doctor Who, but I think you just hit on a big thing. That, why I've never, I said earlier that I've never seen anything like this. I've never seen Doctor Who. Ah. And as I think about it, you're, you're, you're right. This whole thing... The, not the whole series, but it's a very sort. It's a very the whole Loki series is very timey wimey wibbly wobbly. <laughs> yes, thank you. I was just it's, about to say that. I actually used that in the live show too. Very. Um. It's very. It's sort of Marvel doing Doctor Who. Oh, I like that Disney. they're doing it with with uh, Loki. That's fun. Yeah. <laughs> But in, in that in that same way that like Thor is Marvel doing a Shakespeare movie or is Marvel doing Lord of the Rings directed by Kenneth Branagh, you know, it's yeah. that same. It's obviously not Lord of the Rings. It's not Shakespeare, but it's so in that sweet spot that you need that Kenneth Branagh is the right director for it. This is that so it's not quite it's not quite Doctor Who. And yet there's a very Doctor Who kind of vibe to it. Which I hadn't even known again because I'm not a I'm not I'm not a Whovian. Um you know, I didn't catch that until you, you said something right now. That's quite all right. Yeah, it, it definitely um Thank you for thank you for your forgiveness. <laughs> oh gosh. Hey, nobody's no, perfect. That's a weight off of my <laughs> oh, that's a weight off of my chest I'll right you this there. This time. This time, Leonard. This time. <laughs> Yeah, um, and I think that actually helped me watch it because, uh, you know, my wife again, who, who's knows very little about Doctor Who, to her some of the 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 time jumping stuff was was quite over her head. Um, and I think that's for a lot of people was probably, especially at the beginning, uh, a little bit challenging to keep up with the, the the leaping from here to there to another place. 
The, the one thing that we never got another thing actually we never got a really good answer for was the uh the time bombs um sylvie at one point drops she when we see her at the the walmart or whatever the place was sends those through everyone evacuates things are getting reset all over the place but then the next episode, everything's back to normal in the office. What I had read into that was because she went right from dropping all those to going for the golden elevator. So I think she was causing chaos that all the agents had to go out and solve so that the time Palace placed the TVA was empty so she could just walk right up. Causing chaos. What a Loki thing to do. Yeah, that's not as Loki. Yeah. Don't feel it was very well explained, though. No, no. I, I was wondering if that was maybe an event in the future that we hadn't gotten to. Because we I don't know at what point she sent those in directly. But yeah, I mean, that that could be, very much be it. Um, See, the one that I was kind of expecting to pay off that I never saw, pay, they never really pay off the kablooey gum. No. No, they, they didn't. Um, but they did give us more to the Miss Minutes character, which I thought was was brilliant. She made me jump when we saw her in the last episode. It's like, oh, God. Oh, right. <laughs> Miss Minutes. Creepy. Yeah, and she's, you know, you know, she's kind of, she's working both ends. And, you know, she's, she's kind of leading the, the TVA to, here's what you need to know. And this is the direction we want you to go in. You know, she, she's a henchman. Yep. Evil. Cute level lovable henchman. Oh, don't trust those. Nope. Vo- voiced ably by uh, Tara Strong of My Little Pony fame. Yeah. That's Twilight Sparkle you're terrified of. I feel confident with myself being <laughs> terrified of Twilight Sparkle. <laughs> Didn't she also do Batgirl? Oh, no, she's no, she's she's Harley. Oh, she's Harley? She's Harley Quinn. So I knew there was I knew there was a bigger character there that yeah she's Harley Quinn bigger than Twilight Starkle 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 Mr. Stark <laughs> Mr. Starkle I don't feel so good <laughs> Is this for uh are you Mr. Stank <laughs> <laughs> Yeah she uh, she did a good job She did she did a good job Oh there we go Terrifying she got Jared? to evolve nicely, even though she never really changed our perceptions of the character by the situations. Yeah. You know, she was even when she was helping Renslayer by kind of distracting uh, Sylvie while she waited for backup. Oh, yeah, I'm going through these files. It kind of gave her that sense of independence that suddenly seemed a little creepy. Yeah. Well, these are the files that he thinks he should read. Who's he? Read them. <laughs> Twilight Sparkle, as you said. Nope, Batgirl, Harley Quinn, and Barbara Gordon, and DC oh, Superhero Girls. Oh, okay. Uh, Miss Minute and Loki. Switch, Dolphin, and Audience in the Baby Shark Show. Baby. Raven and Teen Titans. I knew. I think I knew that one. She's got a long list for puppy dog pals. <laughs> she's she's had a very healthy career. Yeah. American Dad, DC Superhero Girls again, Teen Titans. The Loud House, Ben 10. IMDb. She's, uh, 
I don't remember my life before IMDb. I just it was like I remember place. I remember I remember uh like literally the moment like somebody pointed me to that website and I lost <sighs> hours just sitting there looking up actors and everything they had done. Oh and yes. Everything that like you, you know, I, I hours hours <laughs> uh, hours nothing i lost i flunked out of college because of imdb <laughs> wait a minute i probably Lies. lost i probably lost most of my sophomore year of college to imdb well that's I can, how old i am well here's the, the connection it's not an accident that she appeared on this show other than her great capabilities she was also in rick and morty and the reason why that the connection is there is Michael Warden, who created Rick and Morty, also was one of the writers on this show. Ah, uh-huh. okay. Or create, yeah, one of the creators. So maybe he, Michael Warden is one of the timekeepers. Oh, that would be go uh, indeed. That would be extremely meta. Is if the villain was like one of the writers of the show. That's like, that's like, uh, a day. That's. Chuck Jones level of uh, remember that old Bugs Bunny cartoon, that that old Daffy Duck cartoon where he's uh, duck amuck, where he's being painted over by the artist, and then it's Bugs Bunny yep. is the yep um, yep. Ain't yep. I a stinker? I think Daffy I, does that to Bugs first. I don't remember. There's two of those. Yeah, and sorry, got- wandered again. That's all right. He's a little wandery tonight, sorry. <laughs> Have you ever listened to this show? Yeah. Obviously, she hasn't listened to any of the episodes we've been on. Have you ever you've spent on. 20 minutes? I, I get it live. When Have I, you ever when spent I'm... 20 minutes with the two of us? Yes. Yes, I ha- No, I love you both. Why? <laughs> we should, cool. you know what we should do right now? Talk about Loki? We should talk about Loki. Yes. Yes. I was it a good be glorious. Burden with glorious purpose of talking about Loki. The character of Loki tonight will be played by Tom Hiddleston. Yay! It's, it's what's great is that it's an option. It is now canon that all of us are Loki. Sounds good to me. Yeah, there we go. Everything is canon right now. <laughs> Who is your favorite Loki of the Loki characters besides Tom Hiddleston? Oh, alligator Loki. Are you kidding? That's. <laughs> Alligator Loki is my cop-out answer just because he was so out of left field. I love Sylvie. Yeah, no, I, 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 I agree. Mean, it's such a... Well, I mean, that's a, it's a well-written, well-developed character. I don't think... Yeah. Um, but at the same time, if I've got... If I've got a... Like, Alligator Loki is a is a close second. He's, I, I put him as my Facebook um, uh, <laughs> profile picture. That was right. You, as you should. Right, you sent me the message earlier with him. Yeah. Everyone in the Facebook group will see that. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what my Facebook person picture is. Is Ernie. it still, is, what is it? Ernie on the moon. Oh, it is. That's right. Yes, it is. It was it was the Soggies from the old Captain Crunch commercial for a while. For like the two people who would know what Soggies are. Yeah. I'd say you should bring back the Beavers, but uh, most people <laughs> definitely not understand that one. <laughs> um. Yeah, so um, for you, all in all, I think the again another fantastic series. Um, and I'm gonna bring up a sore point for you. Me? Yes. Why? What did I do? 
Why are you picking on me tonight? Not gonna pick on me. Well, Isaac and I were t- discussing this, and I want to get your point on this because Isaac was like, oh, "Why isn't Matt gotcha. Lennon here?" Well, I, I got, I'm with you on this. Yeah, I hated Black Widow. Yes. Yeah. So absolutely, do you think hated part of the That's problem why I that I wasn't on the show last week. Yeah, Marvel has now going forward with some of their movies is we've gotten these Disney Plus series that we have six hours to tell a story. Oh, good point. To tell a more complete story versus now having to go into movies where they got two hours and 15 minutes max to tell their story. And Baba, that's an excellent point. <laughs> Nothing's going to be as well developed. <laughs> right. So you're back to now rushing things, a d- different type of pacing. Uh, you, you can't develop the character like you had. You know, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, we get to see behind the curtain of the superhero life a lot. You get WandaVision where you get the psychological end of what is going on and, you know, with Wanda and dealing with the, the traumas that she's had to deal with her whole life. Loki, you know, we get a redemption and then, him, you know, we get just six hours of enjoying Loki. Hmm. The fate of the world is on Loki's shoulder. How scary is that? <laughs> it didn't work out too well. The flip side, if I can catch it, I mean, go ahead. Do you need six hours to tell WandaVision's story? Did you need? You did not need six hours to tell to tell Falcon and Winter Soldier's story. You didn't need six hours to tell that story. That was way too long on that story. That big WandaVision, I think you probably could have cut down, you could have cut that in, in half and it would have been a better story as well. So I don't think, and also at the same time, and forgive me, I'm going to say something that's, I, I'm going to address the elephant in the room, oh? which is that Marvel. We talked does, about the alligator. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to address the alligator in the room, which is Marvel doesn't make movies. They make commercials for the next movie. And I, I mean that's that's some that's coming from someone who enjoys the commercials and and watches the movies. I go to the movies and I do enjoy them, but you you do have to face the fact that Loki ended with Loki season two coming. I mean it was not a satis it was a satisfying series, but it was not a satisfying ending. It's got us no. all sitting here waiting for what happens next. It's not a it was not a complete story. You know. Did- to jump to another sci-fi series, Star Trek The Next Generation would do that constantly. They were known for their cliffhanger seasons. But at the same point, your season ended in April. You only had to wait till September. Right. And you knew it was coming back. And you, ooh, you know, ah. Uh, um, and a couple, and if you go back and watch Star Trek The Next Generation, some of those cliffhangers are a little more interesting than some of the other ones are. Um, um, but where in this is okay, they waited to the last moment to officially tell us. I mean, literally the last moment to <laughs> officially tell right. us. With they, I mean, they rubber stamped it at least, but still, this we're gonna have to wait till we don't know when. Right, we don't year? know when this plays out. Two years, and will this will this play out in? 
you, you, I think you were the one who was saying this to me was that you, you've now got to tell, you've got to tell the Spider-Man story and not, or not have to, but you're going to have the multiverse in Spider-Man, the multiverse in Dr. Strange. Spider-Man, we're assuming Dr. Strange, we know it's in the title. And then, and then it's going to pick up somewhere along the line. It's going to pick up the Loki story. So you're going to have all of that information in between the two, and you're going to get a stronger sense of Kang. In theory. Now, if they have the same director, though, I have complete faith in them not needing that. I feel the information will be presented to us. Right. Mm-hmm. So just like if you had missed all those other Loki films or films he was in, we got the. We got the spoiler version and we got to see what he had been up to. So if the directing is as high quality as it's been, I, not that I'm going to miss anything else in Marvel between now and then, but I feel like I would be able to continue. I hope at least. Yeah. Um, It's just a matter of now playing the waiting game. Yeah. I don't want to. Exactly. I I, I want it tomorrow or or I want this Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, I'll I'll be even forgiven to say I'll give them till next one, not this Wednesday, the following Wednesday. So, we already oh, did yeah. all the waiting, waiting for the series to begin with. I didn't know I was going to have to wait for the series twice. Yeah, <laughs> even longer the second time. Ah! So yeah, it's um that that I think that that's kind of the 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 tragic ending to it. That I enjoyed it so much. The last episode left me wanting more which any good show should we just don't know when we're getting that more and in in what form and fashion or in, under what title so that that's kind of the one downfall but i think you know in in definitely in five years time we'll be all looking back going oh yes i remember the first season of loki and then all this other stuff happened and <laughs> isn't it wonderful but the waiting wasn't <laughs> We we had to wait a year between you know for just part two of Infinity War, which became Endgame. Yeah. And you know, I remember sitting in the theaters watching how Infinity War ended and going, "I have to wait twelve months." <laughs> yeah. Darn you, Feige! You guys are all being. It was a three-hour commercial for the next three-hour commercial. Sorry, commercials are better than the actual programming. I get, I get cranky about this stuff. Just tell me a story. Just tell me a satisfying story. Wardorfs, calm down. Yeah, there is a point where I just want to hear the story. Yeah, and I don't want to be, and I don't want to be teased to. So and so will be back in the next movie. Hence the last, yeah, the that end scene in the the Simpsons short. Yeah, have you seen that part yet? I have not seen the Simpsons short yet. I'm sure I will at some point. Well, I, I would I would say watch it. Okay. So I don't mind if they put one of those little ha ha ha. What you know, there's more going on if it's in a tag because you can choose to watch that. Right. If you want, of course I'm going to. But it doesn't feel quite as much as you're saying the advertisement. If it's yeah. Just, if it's just there, it's fine. It's 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 the lead in, like you said, it's the comic book. You know, thing that okay, you know, here's part of the story. Wait till next week, but make sure you pick up this <laughs> a comic book to get this. What's going on between, you know, issue 100 to 101? 
you have to go over here to get you know comic book 98 from there to fill in that part and even, to go. and even that bothers me i have this is a this was a thing that happened to me recently there was a marvel thing two of the comics that i read um crossed over to one of the events one of the major events that was going on and they both touched into my comics a little bit and i thought okay i i'm enjoying this so far without reading the main thing and i got to the end of both of uh, it was a fantastic four uh, an issue of fantastic four and an issue of black cat and both of them ended with find out what happens in this issue number four and then when I picked up the next issues of both Fantastic Four and Black Cat, they were on completely different adventures, and I never figured out how either of those other adventures. One yeah. of these, one of these yeah. days, I'll go back and maybe purchase whatever yeah. it is I'm supposed to read to find out how the because I think it's the same issue that pays plays out both of those. But I've I'm going to read point, it, and I'm probably going to be really disappointed. I've gotten to the point that I I won't buy individual comic books. I'll just wait a couple of years, get the graphic novels that right. bunched everything together nicely for me, and I can just read straight through it. Yeah. That's how I did Civil War. That's how I got Lady Thor. Civil War was good. Have you read, have you read, oh, you want a good one. Have you read Secret Invasion? That's on my list. Oh, Secret Invasion is so good. And Secret Invasion is actually one of those ones where it crosses over. Talk to me, talk to me when you get to Secret Invasion. Because Secret Invasion talk, crosses over to a couple of others, and some are really worth reading, and some are worth passing on. But I, I can, I will, I will guide you, my Padawan. I will tell you which ones are worth reading and staying away from. Well, yeah, I'm gonna have to read it before the really series comes out. One, if you want a really funny one, read Secret Invasion, and then there's like a one-off issue where uh, it's Secret Invasion Deadpool, and that's oh, funny as all heck. It's fantastic. I'm sold on it already. Yeah, it's so. It's, the payoff is is wonderful. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, All right. One last question for the two of you. Yes. Who would you say was the MVP character of this series? I mean, obviously, Loki was one of the main characters. Sylvie was another main character. But who do you think really kind of helped pivot this whole story, this the whole thing? Crocodile Thor. Crocodile Loki. For the one episode he was in. Yes. For the one episode he was in, I felt he he changed the whole series for me. One episode in two minutes, yes. Yeah, it was uh, it was a turning point, I think, in the in, in series and in my life. It inspired me to be a better person because hey, it didn't uh, inspire you to answer questions accurately. No, <laughs> but it was a turning point for me. It inspired me to be a better person. Much like Big Bird, uh, but if Big Bird, if Big Bird were uh, a four-foot reptile with a giant horned helmet on his head, that's what Crocodile Loki did for me. I, I should reach out to uh, Vogel about that. <laughs> now, I mean, is it a cop out to say Loki? I mean, no. Loki Prime, because. I feel not only did everything really hinge on his performance, but it was in his interactions, whether it's his bafflement at the like, okay, fine. There's an alligator looking. Okay. You know, or his um, reactions with Sylvie or with Mobius or helping, you know, making his decisions of, Oh, I'm going to go through the portal after Sylvie or, Oh, I'm going to believe what she's saying. Obviously it's going to hinge on him. He's the lead character, but it's in how he did it. 
that made the show so great. Do you think we can trust him? As much as they keep on feeding us the line, I'm the one you can't trust. I, I absolutely think he's the one that you can trust the most. Absolutely. But it's easy because we've been seeing everything from his point of view. True. So it makes we've sense. Been along the whole ride. Yeah. Well, here's my question to both of you. Is Loki the title character? It, it's it's L-O-K-I. Yes. Loki. Yes. But Sylvia is also Loki. So when you watch the show, is the show really about Loki or is the show about Loki? really should be about Sylvie because she's the one who's actually doing all the forward momentum in the plot. Yeah. But or, I don't think so. Or, and I'm she's just a real driving character, actually. I'm just going to throw this yeah. one. I'm just going to throw this one out there. Is, is the show really about Crocodile Loki? I'm not with him. <laughs> I don't know where this man is. Is it from. maybe about... But you said actually to, to, to actually to, to how early did you get him up this morning? <laughs> to, to completely ignore your question, no, for to answer your question, Sylvie, I think Sylvie. I mean, besides obviously Loki, he's the title yeah. character. Sylvie is the one who really sort of, as you just said, pushes things along. But you brought up a thing to me did last I? week, the other night after the show. You said we never figured the the dagger that Kid Loki gives him. We never figured out what that did. I did. That, Read I, I go on Reddit after things and watch a lot of memes that people put together. And so mm-hmm. I did read that it was from uh, Kid Loki comics. So it's one of those things that if you read the comics, it's a ah-ha-ha. Uh-huh. And I, I just wish they would just do a slightly better job going, oh, this is a good dagger because it can X, Y, Z for those of us who don't read the comics. But yeah, it, it's yeah, just scary. Here, take this because it's... Yeah, not just you're going to need this. You're going to need this because you you don't have a weapon. <laughs> Take this and eat it because it's really, really tasty. It's because dangerous. I needed one more line to be able to punch my uh, my union card. Exactly. They're like, nope, not giving the kid the <laughs> card. Don't give him a single other line. Can, 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 I also, can I also, since we're on the subject, we've touched on Loki, we've touched on Sylvie, we've touched on Crocodile Loki, we've touched on Kid Loki. Can I just say I was Classic. so thrilled. I was so thrilled that they gave Classic Loki that moment of heroism. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think that's an interesting thing, sort of going back to what you and I were talking about earlier in the show, or what you were talking about earlier in the show, <laughs> about Loki trying to get Loki to the point where he's a hero and you have you see future Loki go through that classic Loki or future Loki or uh, some, uh, some of my friends have called him Kermit collared Loki um, <laughs> yeah. he does for reasons yeah um, he has that heroic moment and I think that's you know and, and sort of says that same thing that like you know it's not too late for me to change to do the right thing you know, and that's that's sort of a future Loki. So again, that's that's a really good um, device in terms of reminding us that Loki, there is good in Loki. And he actually had one of my favorite points of the whole show. He's when he's pointing out, you have magic, you're good at this. Why are you guys going around punching people? You know, <laughs> yeah. and. I'm kind of hoping because I've always wanted to lean into the magic aspect because we've seen people hit each other. That's every other show out there. And, we, you know, I want to see more of the magic from Loki. So I'm hoping well, that's a clue that that's coming. 
Yeah, but one of the things that they they successfully did to fight that point, unfortunately, was in the very first episode. Oh no, your magic doesn't work here, and they stripped the magic yeah. from him. Meanies. Especially when they put the 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 flea collar, the dog chalk collar on him. Yeah. Um. But I think you also have to be careful. You know, anytime you tell a story and you add magic into it, it becomes. And I know Marvel has actually struggled with this. I think any writer who's ever dealt with magic has struggled with this. It's it suddenly becomes way too easy to get out of it mm-hmm. with magic. You know, how do we? Well, we use magic to get out of it. That's what yeah. really defined powers. You know, he can do duplicates of himself. He's shown telekinesis. Right. Keep it, and that's it. That's all it needs to be. Just have right. a little bit. Yeah. But someone he, brought up the point that. Whenever he meets Sylvie, realizing that Sylvie's a Loki, and she has the power of the the mind control part, he doesn't go, well, that's a new one. You know? Yeah. That that was kind of like a, a miss. Like, well, he should, this should be new to him because he doesn't do that. You know, he, he does all these other things. You know, he could change his clothes on a whim. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't go into people's heads and have dinner with them and while <laughs> trying to, you know, give them the third degree and interrogate them. Right. Good point. Yeah. So mine, I'm, I'm going to go, I think I'll go with Morbius. Cause he's kind of the catalyst. Morbius. Yeah. Morbius is the other guy. That's the vampire. <laughs> Sorry. The other one. Yes. Morbius, Morbius strip. <laughs> go with the car. <laughs> yes. Again, he's he's the um the the catalyst that kind of sets Loki into his whole uh his whole mission, as it were, his eventual mission of you know trying to get stuff going, and he doesn't tr- he's not quick to write Loki off. Mm-hmm. You know, he always had belief in him, and even how many times Loki kind of pushed him away or won awry, he he came back and said, okay, we'll kind of hear what's next. And you know, he believed some of the stuff that he was telling him. However, he started telling him, no, you are a variant. He could have just easily said, no, you're lying to me and dismiss it. But he gave it a second thought and he, he started piecing things together and looking into it. And yeah, so... He, um, he, like I said, he he was the catalyst to to pretty much everything that Tom Hiddleston's Loki mm-hmm. went through, and um, so I, I I think you know that he's again that important character that um, to me was pivotal to the pivotal to the show, even though the show's not named after him. <laughs> uh, I said it's. It's named after Crocodile Loki. Yeah. yeah. I, I said before the, the, the last episode aired, aired I would love, how great would it be that the man behind the curtain or the person behind the curtain was another Loki? I'd wondered that. <laughs> like, it, it, it would play out perfectly. Well, I kind of want to see the timeline where Loki and Sylvie go, okay, we're going to be in charge of the TVA. And I, I'm like, I, I want to see that. <laughs> I know we get to see other things, but yeah, I, I don't think we'll see that one. But that'll be interesting. That'll be interesting. I want to see more chaos? 
More chaos with our chaos well, more, more chaos is coming, I'm sure. Oh, you know more chaos is definitely coming in, in one of the two and a, uh, two hour and 15 minute commercials that commercials. we have coming up. <laughs> Spider-Man, awesome. which should be a commercial for uh, Doctor Strange, which should be a commercial for Ant-Man and Wasp, which is... You know, can I just say, I, I, I have no interest in the Eternals. That is... Very horrible that you said that because I said that last week. Uh oh. Uh oh. I have I I think I think I think we're I think we're staring down the barrels of Marvel's first uh I don't think it's gonna do as well as some of the others. I mean unless but you never know. Everybody that were detractors guard there were a lot of people who looked at Guardians of the Galaxy and thought, oh, this is gonna be the one. This is gonna everyone be said Guardi- Guardians Guardians of the Galaxy first Marvel flop. Well, everyone see, right. said before everyone actually saw it. Yeah, and of course, it's it's one of the best films in but, the series. Like, everyone thought that would be goofy. My problem with Eternals, it seems to be, oh, let's get more super-duper popular, you know, powerful characters that could have right. changed everything, but they've just been chilling. It's like, mm, I don't need many more super-powered heroes. Like, super yeah, it, I I just... I apologize to people who listen last you know to, to last week that's uh, right I maybe i'm coming you know, we're coming back rehashing this but yeah i i i didn't say this though that one thing they never really relied on the star power mm-hmm. it was the story owen just happens to have these people in it and maybe we'll bring in some you know occasionally we start bringing people more of names but they weren't necessarily the main main characters what they did what marvel did really well going into the avengers and they were smart about this because you saw it coming when you knew that iron man was going to be part of something bigger you know and then you got the captain america and you had chris evans who was kind of a big deal but you also his his star was on the rise but you also had hugo weaving you also had uh stanley tucci in there you had tommy lee jones and they were really your star power and then you got to Thor, and you have Chris Hemsworth and Tom Hilston, who are completely who are complete unknowns. But then you had Natalie Portman, who was a well-known actress, and Anthony Hopkins, who was well-known. And there's your star power. And there was kind of that balance between get somebody really big, you, you get get a, an unknown or a slightly unknown to headline. And then put some really big names behind them that we don't have to use in every film. You know, Marvel was really smart about how they did those first couple of films. Um, but you were just that you think this is the one where they're really relying more on their star power to bring people in than it, it to me, that's how it feels like. It's like, oh, it's got Angelo Jolie in it. It's got this person, it's got that person, it's got a mile long list of people that they're touting yeah, their credibility yeah <laughs> there we go thank yes. you which is i hadn't realized who was in it so let's see we got uh we have people that i've somehow misplaced you lost me again i keep losing all the people oh yeah so sama hayek, sama hayek angelina sure. jolie i don't know who that kid harrington yeah i don't Eric, know son of Eric. I don't really know anybody else on the list, but that's already some pretty big. Yeah. And there are supposed to be, I guess, more major characters. And 
yeah. least that's how it's being touted, even though some of them have not appeared in the, the teaser yet. Oh, but Kit Harrington is the Black Knight. Oh, that's okay. That'll be fun. It seems a little obvious in terms of casting um, for my money, but. <clears throat> As I hadn't looked at the cast list, I had just seen one of the trailers, but I hadn't paid very good attention. <laughs> All right. Yeah, but, you know, I think it's one of those Iron Man with, well, you never know. Yeah, I think, you know, I was just thinking when they did Iron Man, Iron Man at the time the in the comic books, Iron Man was really kind of like a B level, C level character. He really yeah. wasn't, you know. And then it was Robert Downey Jr. You know, you were you were leaning a little bit on Robert Downey Jr.'s star power to hopefully get you across the finish line. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Iron Man was everywhere, and he was like the lead. He was the face of Marvel. And I think they're now into that. Like, okay, so now who are the B and C level characters? But honestly, the Eternals. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't even know. I don't know anything about any of these characters. I know nothing of them. I, I mean, even Guardians. A lot of these characters. I knew a little bit going in. Yeah, I, I knew that like Guardians I knew almost nothing about other than they had a talking raccoon in a tree. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, you know, so that, that wasn't something that I, I knew much of. Uh, obviously, I knew who Iron Man was. I knew who Captain America was. I knew who Thor was, who Loki was. Um vicariously just you know from skimming through different comic books uh so as as things progressed i i knew who some of these characters were but this one i i know very little bit very little and the little bit that they've shown us i i just kind of like i'll 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 catch that when it comes to dvd blu-ray streaming whatever yeah I realized I realized after the fact of Black Widow, after I'd gotten been out of it for a few hours, like, oh, I could have waited on Disney Plus. I like had I made that realization while I was in the movie theater, I would have left the movie theater. Sorry, we've gone back to how I hated Black <laughs> <laughs> See, and Isaac and I both go, I think we actually made the better choice by not going to the theater and just watching on Disney Plus. Yeah, I th- and I think that's gonna be the Eternals. I think the Eternals, you're gonna I think the Eternals. I may wait for a hit to wait for it to hit Disney Plus two months later and and watch it then. Also, knowing that this movie was made two and a half years ago. Yeah. Wow. Really. Yeah. Like, yeah. It was supposed to come out last November, and I think even that was a pushback. Yeah. That's. That, not... Yeah. So right. this wasn't, wasn't supposed to hit last summer. I think originally. Yeah. Um. <laughs> it it was. I, actually, I think even at some point it was like a, maybe a late 19 release and then got pushed back to 2020 and then obviously got now pushed to 21. Um, this this movie has been done for a while. Um, so to the best of my knowledge, it has very little to do with the story arcs that are going to be coming forward. You know, or at least well, what, now, now what we know already. One, that's the one selling point you've given me, because I'm the one who's always complaining about, I just want a standalone story. I just mm-hmm. want to enjoy the movie on its own. Maybe I'll maybe I'll go see the Eternals. Well, you just, had that in Black Widow, and you hated it. <laughs> this is also true. <laughs> <laughs> Shh. 
Shang-Chi, I'm excited for. I'm looking forward to that movie. I'm yes, I'm looking forward to Shang-Chi. Spider-Man. Because I think because I think Shang-Chi will be a story on its own. Yeah. I don't he, think that really other than I mean it does the it's Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, so I'm kinda hoping it'll tie into the original Iron Man a little bit. Because that was always Favreau's plan was that the Ten Rings were supposed the, the Ten Rings were supposed to be like a larger part of mm-hmm. the Marvel universe. The like there there's something like the um <clears throat> the there's some piece of, I don't know, it's been a while since I've seen them, but there's some piece of information that's given to um the bad guy in in Iron Man 2 and supposedly like the person who gives it to him is one of the Brotherhood of the Ten Rings, was at least Favreau's thinking. Hammer? So, hmm? Hammer? No, 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 no. It's it's given to... It, no, Whiplash? Whiplash. Somebody gives... Somebody gives... um, Not Mickey Rooney. What's his name? Yeah. Who played... Who played... No, Mickey Rooney. <laughs> Mickey Rooney did not play Whiplash. That'd be hysterical. That thing. would be one. Wow. <laughs> I want to watch that. Well, Willikers, Judy, he ripped off my arc design. Rourke. Mickey Rourke. Thank you. <laughs> I heard Mickey. I'm like, yeah, it's Mickey. No. No. <laughs> Rooney is whiplash. Mickey Mouse? Oh, and Judy Garland is the Black Widow. Excellent. <laughs> well, now, if they had made Black Widow into a musical, I would have enjoyed it more. Um... I've forgotten what I was saying. No, there's, Bogart there's, as there's, Iron Man. There's a there's a thing like I think it's like the there's a piece of it. I'll have to go back and look at the movie later. But there's like a piece of information that ends up in in Whiplash's hand and Mickey Rourke and Tom's hands. And there's someone who like hands him this piece of paper. I think it's the piece of paper that says like Tony Stark will be in Monte Carlo or whatever. And it's supposedly, according to Favreau, it's the guy who hands it to him is a is part of the 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 Ten Rings, the Brotherhood of the Ten Rings. That was always supposed to be a bigger part of the Marvel Universe, and they just kind of never got there with it. So I'm, I'd really like to see Shang-Chi tie into that. Whether that'll happen or not, I don't know. I, I, I hope so, because they do set that up. Right. I mean, everyone complained about Iron Man 3, but if you, you follow up with the one-up... I haven't seen that yet. I keep meaning to. The... um. So you, and you get you get the fact that you know obviously he's an imposter the real one's out there and knows of what uh, the yeah um what is going on with the imposter um mandarin so they've already set the groundwork for that now i hope like you said they they follow through with that and yeah. you know bring this in at this time they haven't labeled the guy with the tail ten rings as the mandarin right but like i said they do lead to deceive at times not giving us all the information i also just like a good kung fu movie and it's been a long <laughs> time since i've seen they don't make good kung fu they don't make kung fu movies anymore although this is a hollywood kung fu movie not like a real traditional kung fu movie so it could be anybody's Hopefully it's good. There's a there's a well, great. You know, they, they brought in kung fu, in, you know, informed people. 
There's a great there's and I actually I've seen this I've seen him say this a couple times interviews. There's a great interview with Jackie Chan where he talks about American movies and why he doesn't like why he doesn't do American movies anymore and why he doesn't like it. And he talks about the rhythm of of uh, American action movies versus uh, uh, sort of Japanese or Korean that it's it's the rhythm. And that it's, it, the, I'm going to butcher, unfortunately, what Jackie Chan is saying, but he mm. says, when, if you watch uh, a traditional Kung Fu movie, it's boom, ba-boom, ba-boom, boom, boom, ba-boom, ba-boom, ba-dum, bum, bum. And it's, it's got a rhythm to it. And when you watch an American action movie, it's bum, 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 There's no rhythm yeah. to it. No. And I actually, I was like, that was one of the first things 20 minutes into one of the many things that bothered me last week with Black Widow, 20 minutes into the film was, you know, and I just, I just, I was, I was bored. And when I stopped being bored, I was offended. So. Well, and I think, but part of the problem with Black Widow, you had, you said you got into that action part, but then it like dead stop. Yeah. And then we got into like, it was more nonsense comedy. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, we don't have enough gas to be able to get us to. Yes, we do. Keep flying. You see the helicopter drop and everyone just walk out. I told you I didn't have enough gas. Right. Oh, that sounds I, awesome. Yeah, that that that. that it, it was stuff like that that didn't sit well with me because that was not the movie that we should have gotten. I, I feel we should have gone, especially had you, had you had the opening scene, the, just the title sequence was kind of darker and gritty. And I wanted a dark, gritty movie because Black Widow's past is dark and gritty. And you, you set up with, um, I'm not sure, I, I asked Isaac this, he didn't know the show either, The Americans, um, which was a FX show, which is about Russian spies living in united states and influencing things and doing stuff and sending information back during the 80s 70s and 80s which is exactly how black widow started off right and i wanted more stuff like that and getting into the darker aspects of the red room and you know and they they told us a little bit but they never they were afraid to tell them maybe they were afraid to go there and they bring in these lighthearted stuff and you know the Red Guardian arm wrestling people and breaking someone's arm and it, I didn't. don't get me started. We already did this episode. I would have, <laughs> I would have, I would have liked a good spy movie. I would have liked Black Widow have been more of a James Bond. They were going Jason Bourne, not James Bond. Yeah. And we we needed more Bond than. But anyway, oh, last week's episode. Sorry, mm-hmm. this was last week's episode. Yes, it was. Sorry. So, on a whole, let's see. Um, what would you kind of grade would you give Loki out of ten? Ten being the best, one being the least. Loki, not Black Widow. <laughs> but, um, I'm gonna give it. I'd give it uh, an eight plus a severed hand. Okay. I don't know Ethan. what we're actually for, but I'm giving it eight. Eight. Se- uh, can I give it eight severed hands and a crocodile Loki? Sure. Sure. Okay, that's my. I don't know what our. 
I I give it eight severed, or do I do I give it eight crocodile Loki's? I'm gonna give it eight crocodile Loki's and a severed hand. I feel like the severed hand is the. I think the crocodile Loki is the the larger point there, and or then the severed hand is kind of like an eight point five kind of a thing, but not in a numerical value. It's eight. It's whatever value you ascribe to crocodile Loki, and then whatever value you ascribe to a severed hand. I'll give it an eight point five then for you. <laughs> okay. Well. <laughs> You're messing up my grading system. She's but, the teacher. Yeah. She knows the grading system. This is Should we give I him the curve? Nice things. We have a rubric, Matt. We brought a rubric. Yes. Is that the little <laughs> is that the little square cube puzzle that I can never get back? We're supposed to get all the colors on the same side. I'm gonna say yes. Okay. <laughs> Just say yes. I, I'm I can only it, fix it if I break it. I'm rating it uh nine planet destroying meteors. Nice. Very good. I will see your nine plant destroying meteors and uh, give it nine ghastly, beastly giants. Oh, nice. Wow. I didn't think you'd ever use me as a rating system. (laughs) (laughs) So, Shabal, what is in that bottle that he keeps drinking from? (laughs) It's It's water. We, ah, alas, it's only war. We didn't get any sleep last night due to a thunderstorm and a six-year-old climbing into bed with us, so yeah. we're a little loopy. <laughs> I started trying doing a live show during a thunderstorm and getting tornado warnings. Oh, that was Ooh, fun. Fun. Yeah. I got, you, I got you beat. I had to do a, last summer, I had to do, not that your listeners care about this, I had to do a, a virtual puppet show. Uh, and I thought, it was great. I was doing a puppet show for a library. I was doing it virtually. And I literally did the introduction, and I warned. I said, you know, um, really, there no, is, virtually. Uh, there's a there's a tornado warning where I am right now. So if the show cuts out, and I said something like, we're gonna, I'm going to start presenting, and I gave the total of the title of my show, and then said, though this may end as the Wizard of Oz. And I literally, I went back in behind my little puppet stage booth. I couldn't have been more than two minutes into the show, and the power kicked out. uh, yeah and then i had and then i had to like frantically contact my my uh thankfully i had my cell phone and i was able to send a quick email to my contact and say look the power cut out i'm sorry we'll reschedule but yeah i had to do i ended up not doing the puppet show and i ended up not doing the show so maybe my story doesn't beat yours i'm sorry (laughs) you attempted (sighs) i give that story three severed hands and a Crocodile Loki. I, I, I get and, it, only two ghastly giants. And a, and a uh, frog Thor cameo. I'll, I give it two frog Thor cameos. On a pear tree? On a pear tree. Best place to be. Yeah. Yep. So thank you. Thank you. What? I, please. <laughs> Just I need to put him to bed. End it now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we we oh. need to put him down. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I'll just tuck him in. And on that bombshell, thank you both for coming on, Javon. I hope we didn't traumatize you too much. Thank you for having us. never. Thank you for having us. I don't know why you continue to have me, but I'm still here. I hated Black Widow. (laughs) Go go back in your balcony. I like Loki. I hated Black Widow. And I don't know. We'll figure out what you and I are going to talk about next. We like him. We like you. 
Thank you're, you. I like you both. You're much Yay. better. You were much better than Black Widow, and you're much better than Loki. I give you, uh, I give you uh, nine disturbing uh, animated clock faces. <laughs> that that sounds like a, a pony. Yes, that I appreciate cool. it. Thank you again, Bo. Thank you so much, and we'll definitely do this again soon. All right. Thank you for having us. Thank you again to Siobhan and, of course, Matt, but mostly thank you to Siobhan for joining us on this episode and discussing Loki. And we want to hear, what did you think of the first season of Loki? What were some of your favorite moments, favorite episode, favorite characters? Let us all know. Join us on our Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash Disney Marvel's podcast. On Instagram at Disney Marvel's podcast, TikTok at Disney Marvel's podcast, and on Twitter at Disney Marvel's. And also find us on YouTube. Make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel where we go live on Saturday nights. Also remember my comment at the beginning, not this Saturday night, the 24th, but we'll be coming back on the 30th for our live episodes. A lot of fun. Make sure you join in there where we get to talk more or less virtually in person and you get to be part of the show. Speaking of being part of the show, leave us a voice message through the Anchor app or anchor.fm website or record it through your electronic device and email it to the show along with any suggestions or comments that you have to disneymarvels at gmail.com you would hear yourself on the show this way and don't forget to check out our disney marvels blog at disneymarvels.blogspot.com links to all of these are in the show notes i want to thank you for your time i know how little time we all have these days knowing what we get to spend a little time together means a lot to me i honestly cannot thank you enough but I can, if you just could, one more thing, go on to Apple Podcasts, leave a rating and review on there to help others find out about the show. Apple, the more reviews that we get, Apple will do their part also to help promote the show. We have all five-star ratings right now. I'd love to see it keep growing because it, 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 it really, I, I mean it from the bottom of my, of my heart, that the fact that you all think that much of this show I, I cannot thank you enough for as long as I've been doing this show uh, I, I never expected it to, to be 147 episodes later and, and getting that kind of review and feedback of how much you all like enjoy the show and like the show so thank you thank you and all I ask go on to Apple Podcasts give it a you know give it a review always prefer to five star but Give it, give it a review, or tell people. Even better, tell someone directly. Tell a friend, tell a, a relative. Share it out on the social networks that you are listening to Disney Marvel's podcast. This way other people can find out about the, this show, and the family keeps growing. The bigger the family, the better. Walt believed in a big Disney family, and so do I. Don't forget to subscribe to the show while you're at it. This way you always know when new episodes are posted, and also consider becoming a premium subscriber to help the show out. Keep the lights on, as it were. This, you could do this over at anchor.fm slash Disney Marvels slash support. 
or find our Patreon page where you can get yourself some cool Disney, uh, Disney Marvel stuff. And also find our merchandise shop where you can get yourself some fun Disney Marvel's shirts, hoodies, different things. Check it out. Got a lot of cool stuff on there. Helps the show out that way as well. And they're always running sales, so make sure you take advantage of that. Because remember, this show is brought to you by listeners like you. Whatever fate you're facing out there, whatever darkness, whatever troubles that seem to be bothering you, don't give up. Please, please don't ever give up. Find someone. So There's people out there who want to help you. You are not alone. And you are worth it. You are special. You are something amazing. You are someone amazing. There's a light inside of you that is waiting to be to be shown to the whole world. To light the darkness that other people may be living in. Your guiding light is unique because it's only from you. No one else has that kind of light. Be your own hero. Never give up and never give in. And now I'd like to end this week's show with a quote from Walt Disney himself. I'm a patient listener, but opinionated to the point of stubbornness when my mind is made up. Again, that's from Walt Disney. Thank you again for listening, everyone, and I'll see you next time. Men tranen danser och fossen stanser Och hon singer, hon singer, kom hem Men tranen danser och fossen stanser When she sings, she sings, come home When she sings, she sings, come home Men tranen danser och fossen stanser Och hon singer, hon singer, kom hem Men tranen danser och fossen stanser When she sings, she sings, come home 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 Shhh